What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast with me, your host, The Bishop, TW Takes. Do not forget, do not forget, review if you do, rate if you feel. Follow me at TW Takes Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Email me with all your terrible takes at bishoptwtakes at gmail.com. It's now time for more Terrible Wrestling Takes. I'm in the building. Sorry. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. Back at it. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> is that your impression of me opening the show? No, this is this is. Oh shit! Here we go. Episode of Raw. Spot on, right? <laughs> <laughs> Never had one lesson. Neither have I. I just spent six years listening to podcasts and four years talking about doing my own podcast. Yeah, at least four years. I, and every day I'm just like, oh, just do it. And you're like, oh, but I don't want to. It was it was never about not wanting to. <laughs> no. Actually, that infamous house show that we keep talking about or I keep talking about every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Remember I tried recording you on my phone? Yes. Uh, TGI Friday. Yeah, TGI. Later that night. <laughs> this, and it this, was super loud in the bar. It was so terrible. And he was like, what do you think about that uh, ladies match? And I was like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> right. It was, it was the worst. It was the absolute worst. <laughs> And what's that cool, was uh, Natalia and uh, Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Yes. Yes, because then we closed the bar with Alicia. And again, shout out to at Mr. McNarley. Yes. Uh, at Matthew present. McNarley. He came through to TGR Fridays after the house show, and he was the one that actually approached Alicia yes. Fox. Sweet talked her right in the yeah, booth. Yeah, absolutely. And then <laughs> I came over like two hours later and was like, hey, guys. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was, you know, because when... When these guys are out, you hear the stories of people bum-rushing them and shit. And it's just like, you know, we saw her. I mean, at that point um, in time. I saw her. Well, you had your back to the bar. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Alicia Fox is here. Oh, my God. And, and that's that's when she was so obvious with her long-ass blonde hair and everything. I mean, she was alone on her phone doing nothing. I don't want to lie. And, and we actually, I think we were trying to eat and get some drinks first. Because uh, whatever it was, we didn't, we didn't want to approach. Not just for not wanting to approach. It's not like we were scared for two hours until. Yeah, no. Uh, until Matt showed up, but when uh, when he did, and we were in that mode, fuck, he went to the bathroom, came, and on his way back was just like, oh shit, you're Alicia Fox. He's never known who Alicia nope. Fox is at no all. Idea. <laughs> nope, didn't even go to the house show. Wasn't even after. at the show. I just nope. yeah, I just texted him when we were done. I was like, yo, there's wrestlers at TGI Fridays. You coming there's up? There's a wrestler. Like like 45 minutes later, he was there. So I gotta imagine that we had we had eaten, we had a couple drinks, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And then by the time we got over to her, it was actually like after they were done serving because i don't remember Was us it? i don't remember us getting more drinks i really don't yeah maybe i i don't yeah but maybe. shouts to alicia fox because she sat with us for legit what, like two or three it, hours yeah it felt like forever it was like two o'clock and they, were, two they were like hey guys you you need to leave right. now and we were like oh and it was it was the three of us to start and then another couple came over and then another dude came over yeah and she was so generous with her time to just talk. She definitely shit on a couple people, which well, was funny. She didn't want to talk about work. Well, that's the thing. And that was the one thing we were trying not to talk about. But like when you're sitting with a wrestler, like what else do you talk about? Right, right. And and she she liked the nuance of it. Yeah. Like I had mentioned 
that I th- I knew Natty was going to win the match beforehand. Yeah. Because all baby faces won before that. Right. And she was like, oh, shit, you pay way too much attention to what's going on. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was having fun. It was, it was our first house show. It was my first wrestling yeah. show, our first wrestling show together. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first wrestling show, period. So, And we sat front row. So it, it was just that excitement was there. It was so dope. Yeah, oh it was God. it was crazy. So like I was so into it while I was there, and of course Roman came out at the end after his suspension. Like it, this shit yes, was crazy. She was so crazy. Good. Oh I my mean, God. we would t- we could talk about it. Every yeah, single absolutely. Time. It was but just that great. How we even got there, I don't remember. Uh, why I started talking about it, but I'll just cap it off with it this way: that <laughs> we spent so much time talking to her, and the things that she let in on, as far as like Big Show being the nicest guy. And Kevin Owens taking wrestling way too seriously. Yeah. And then, you know, she dirted out some other things that, you know, we don't necessarily have to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody wants to talk on the side, I'll definitely tell you what she said. But <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't want to put it out there because it's just. But, but we need a terrible wrestling take is like, like a trade off. You know what I mean? You telling inside secrets about Alicia Fox. <laughs> we need a terrible yeah, wrestling so you, take. You have to provide you know, something we, as well. We gotta have it's just some not voluntary information. Side banter about you know right. something else here. Well, the point of <laughs> recording wasn't to tell five minutes of the house show. Hey, whatever. Well, Raw was what last night by now. Yeah. So what else? We got stuff to do. I didn't even say shit. I said stuff. Yeah, censor yourself. It's a good thing. But like I said, I don't, well, you didn't listen, but... What did I not listen to? The last solo episode I did, I said, I can tell you to go fuck yourself or have a nice day, and it's in the same tone. So, yeah. So switching up the character is important, but when you said stuff or shit, it doesn't matter. You say it in the same tone, it all means the same thing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so Raw happened. Yes. And it, it was it was a good... It was eventful. Well, that's the thing. Like Slightly. so, right? So much shit happened, mm-hmm. and it was all like uh, uh, in its own house, right? Like right. its own own part of the show. Like yes, the AJ McIntyre and Miz stuff was all threaded throughout the show, but like everything felt like it was in its own pocket. And it's not in and it in being that way. It it's not like the show wasn't cohesive either. Like it was a right. it was a it was a good show to watch. If you just want yeah. to sit down and watch Raw, it's like it's not. It, it wasn't as drawn out as Raw can seem to be right. yes. spread out over three hours and it's a whole shit ton of promos and then commercials Correct. and then maybe a match here or there. Absolutely. It did not keep you waiting. Right. Which which is always good, right? So I, I thought it was a a a good show, just like I said, like, you know, no. Was it eventful? No. We didn't get the greatest match of all time. But it had everything you needed. I was let down though that the Actual storytelling into TLC didn't make me excited for any of the matches. Ugh, that sucks. The most exciting thing that happened was the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt stuff, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Like the AJ Styles Drew McIntyre match, I'm kind of excited for. But, oh. but you're having AJ Styles and the Miz in this frenemy thing, right? For the sake of what? Miz turning on AJ and cashing in on AJ. To protect Drew McIntyre, like the way, yeah, the whole dirt sheet talk about is like it just doesn't, you know, like it's, I it's I find off. that like a lack of cohesion. Yeah, yeah. So where where's where's the storytelling in this? And, and and I'm not finding it because you spent the last like month or so building up Sheamus and Drew as like partners. They called them brothers tonight. You know, like you you're calling Sheamus and Drew brothers, yet they weren't on the show together. 
Yeah. Like, where are we going with this? Exactly. Is this even going anywhere? I'm not. So I'm not necessarily. Ex- like, here's the thing. From okay, if you tell me without watching Raw that we're getting AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre in a TLC match for the WWE Championship, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. I watched what they gave me to see if I can enhance my excitement, and I definitely didn't. Mm. The match is going to be dope. Yes. What are you telling me? What are you showing me? Right. What are you making me more excited about? And and it, and it wasn't the match. Yeah. It's it's not. Is it going to be a good match? Sure. Does it feel like like AJ's going to win or Drew's going to win? I don't. I don't know. Right. I don't know. And is um, uh, what's his name? Almost. Almost. Alamos. Almost. Best, Shout out to Alamos. Best wine ever, by the way. If you're ever in the mood for some cheap, fucking delicious wine, it's like seven fifty a bottle, and it's delicious. Seven fifty. Seven around that. Yeah. No, seven fifty. Well, it depends way, on where you go. It is below ten dollars, and it is fantastic. We, I've actually seen it for eleven dollars, and that's overpay. But if you have a BJ's or a Costco near you. By it's, the way, this is not a sponsorship. It's below $8. <laughs> I wish it was a sponsorship. But oh, again, God. shout out to the homie Lou. That is our wine sponsorship. Yes. No, yeah, Almost Wine. Uh, it's a Malbec. So it's phenomenal. Um, anyway, his, his his side buddy. Uh, almost. Oh, almost. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, wh- what's the deal with this guy? Uh, so he, he was. He literally picked him up, picked AJ up off of. Seamus like he was a baby. Right. Uh, So he was another one that was, quote, sent down to the PC, part of the whole Keith Lee debacle. Oh. and Which doesn't make any sense. Well, here's the thing. I don't invest in that shit, and I told at Just a Wrestling 5 that my least favorite part about wrestling, period, is the fact that the Wrestling Observer and Dave Meltzer, and that's the only times I will ever mention either one of those without initials. On this show, period. The fact that they have a career at all. Right. DM has been in the business of what he does for 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. And over that 30 years, he has done exactly what he did with the Keith Lee story. Keith Lee, Mace from Retribution, Almost, Dabakato, and someone else were rumored to be headed to the PC for honing their skills. Okay. Mace, Keith Lee... And almost were on Raw. Yeah. All doing something. Right. But the way he put it out there was as if Vince was not satisfied with their skills. And across the board, people with a fucking brain and have played a sport in their life go, okay, my coach wants me to work on some shit. Mm -hmm. Period. Even Bully Ray on Busted Open goes, if a guy gets traded in the NFL, if a guy gets traded from one team to the next, does the other team not want him to work on his system? Right. If a guy gets drafted from college to the NFL, does the NFL head coach not teach him how to play NFL ball? Right. This is all this could be in the positive aspect. Yes, in the negative aspect, if you want to be a dick about it, you can say, oh, Vince doesn't like him. Either way, so what? Right. It's a fucking TV show. They're still assigned, right? With athletes. Right. Talk all the shit you want, but when you put this out there and it's unsubstantiated, why would I believe you? Right. So I don't, that's, it's the biggest reason why I don't click on that shit is because you get yourself worked up into some bullshit as if the worst is going to happen of all time. You turn on Raw less than a week after that fucking bullshit story drops and three of the guys are on fucking TV. Right. Two of them in matches and the other one, the other one doing the most work we've seen him do. 
And no, I called it out from the beginning. Almost, I know seven-footers who aren't athletes, and he's one of them. Oh, yeah. He just looks like a non-athlete. He does. That's That was another thing, like, why I was asking, because he definitely doesn't look like he's going to be in the ring. He just, he looks clunky. He looks like he, yeah. he doesn't. It's in in, in basketball. Don't match, I don't know. <laughs> in basketball, we call it big for no reason. Yeah, there you right? go. Right, like I, <laughs> I played basketball with a guy who was six four and couldn't dunk. Right, mm-hmm. and I was six one and I was able to dunk. Like like once. Chill. <laughs> one handed, I could do it over and over again, and it pretty much stopped one year after high school. Oh. But it could be done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like today, if we went back to our high school gym, I could do it again. And I know I can't, and I would tear every muscle in my body. But that's not the point of this story. I would love to record that. We're talking big for no reason, and that's what it almost looks like. Yes, it does. And and that's okay, because they're presenting him that way. They're not presenting him as a five-star match classic guy. Right. He's just a bodyguard. But listen, if you go to a bar... And he's standing at the front door. How do you feel? Is he on the inside or the outside? Either way. He's protecting the he's door. He's bouncer. That's he works for the sure. company and he, he's protecting the door. Right. You're like, okay, he's got this, right? Yeah. Because in a situation, he can handle his own. Now, if a boxing match is going to start or an MMA fight is going to break out, are you betting on him or are you betting on the other guy? Probably the other guy. Probably the other guy. Yeah. That, but they're not presenting him that way. Right. If he's coming to the ring he in whatever makeup or trunks they want to put him in yeah you're gonna be like oh fuck it, it, this ain't worth my time mm-hmm. but he's when aj needed help who had the help right and when and i'll tell you it was it was clunky right when almost grabbed seamus from the ropes and pulled him down it was clunky. Yes, that was very rough it's the first time he's touched somebody other than aj so he's like you know got that nervous right like let me not fuck up real quick energy so the next time he touches somebody It'll be easier. It'll be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's it's that. it was my whole argument about Lana. I mean Lana on Raw had a match with Shayna that was step one, step two, step three, step four, right. step five, step six, it's, all the yeah, way to ten I mean, they got all, the pin. They're all just dancing with each other and it's it's until they get comfortable that the dance actually looks good. Absolutely. And they can't do that without practice or teaching. Right. Without coaching or trying. Mm-hmm. They're not doing house shows like uh, if they were doing house shows, they would need the PC. All the practice in the world. Yeah, they absolutely. Would need the PC. Absolutely. Yeah, because they used to do house shows. They would do what? A two show. Two or three weeks. Two, yeah, at least. They would do the show, whatever show well, they were Well, per brand, on, right? When, especially then, when they split up the brand. Split up the brands. Yeah, yeah, per brand. They yeah, were yeah, doing yeah, two absolutely. or three a week. Yeah, I mean, before they split up the brands, they were doing like four a week yeah, plus the were, two. And they yep. would have like one day off. Yeah, they were definitely working like six yeah. days a week. But since they don't have the house shows, they need the PC for practice. Yeah, absolutely. Who, For all we know, that's the thing. For all we know, because we don't fucking work for WWE. For all we know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're in the Thunderdome. Yeah. With, with their family watching. Hmm, maybe. Practicing matches and shit. Yeah. So they can get used to what the screens look like. Nobody knows because right. we don't fucking work there. Right. We're not there. So to speculate on what's happening there, it's just fucking preposterous. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. Preposterous. Preposterous. How much do you pay for that word? I don't know. I had two glasses of wine. Preposterous. So it, it came out cleaner <laughs> than I thought it would. But it's laughable. Yes. It's laughable. It is. But what's not laughable, though, is all the Matt Riddle stuff. I can't fucking stand it. I mean, you might relate because when we were kids, 
you were into what Matt Riddle's into, and I was into drinking. Oh, so I get one thousand percent. (laughs) All the stoner vibes, like I know stoners. I hate stoners. I don't mind. I don't know if that's a stoner vibe or like I'm a California surfer vibe. Well, yeah, okay, so there are stoners, but still, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you dig what Matt Riddle's doing? No, of course not. Okay. Well, we don't have to agree on everything. You can like something I don't. No, I, I don't. I think he's, no. That's And it's bothering me because he's he's given all this time to present his Riddle bro stuff, and it's not clicking with me. Yeah. And if it clicked, that's fine, but it doesn't. And because it doesn't, it's like, all right, get off my TV now. Show me something else. Give me somebody who's doing something. Like the whole bro e thing, it's forced. But if, Especially okay. Especially with that, when they, since you guys don't have Big E anymore, I'll be your bro e. Right. No. But, okay, that was only because he's facing MVP at the end of the night, mm-hmm. so might as well put him out front. Eh. Just have Matt MVP not come out. Right. With the Hurt Business. But he can't because he's head of Hurt Business. I don't know. Or when usually when they do that shit, have the matches back to back. Don't separate the nights. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, so we both agree. All right, Matt Riddle's trash. Yeah, I'm 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 good. Thanks. Now, what did you think of the the new day Jeff Hardy her business stuff? And again, our guys, at least my guys, because I actually listened to them. Look, you're raising the kid. All right, you don't you haven't listened yeah, to thanks. a podcast in fucking five thanks. weeks. So, but I'm no, at, at chat grapple pops one of my favorite hangs. They, I mean, they talk about old school pay-per-views. They are so fun to listen to. Um, me and Chris have to do a podcast together because mm-hmm. he is the British version of me. Oh, jeez. It, it would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Enough said. Enough said. I think I need to start listening to this. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, it's fucking amazing. And as soon as you guys make Bits and Bobs t-shirts, I need one. Okay. Anyway, they asked, why don't we like... Jeff Hardy? Yes. I don't know. His whole vibe is just... Ugh. Now, I equated it to the... Without talking to you, I equated it to the Chris Jericho syndrome. Chris Jericho is 50. He's wrestling like he's 26. Yes. He's all out of breath. And, and it like, doesn't can't connect. breathe and shit. And he's <laughs> now, not in shape. Now, I think Jeff Hardy has the cardio. I do think Jeff Hardy's in yeah. shape, but what's not in shape with Jeff Hardy are his joints, his limbs, and all that shit. So when yeah. he's running and he's doing his stuff, it he he ain't fucking twenty six no well, more. It's just like when with the whole gimmick that they did, like what a month or two ago, when like his leg was hurt for like yes. seven years, yep. but he was still beating everybody. I, mm-hmm. I don't understand. What are you talking? No. <laughs> right. Yeah, they gave him the Superman complex yes. where. Fuck yeah, his no. knees hurt. They work on the knee. He still wins regardless. And he still wins. I don't mm-hmm. understand. No. No. Dude's like in his face. And when, and when he finally lost, it wasn't because of the knee. Right. Yeah, it's because yeah, he got handcuffed we, if, through his ear to a ladder. If we're going to play on a gimmick, can we stay with mm-hmm. the gimmick to actually make it make sense? Like, come on. No, for sure. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that's... that's that's I, I, I would like to see the same thing, right? Let's say... For, for the sake of argument, Jeff Hardy adapts his style to be more ground-based, more to his to his age, to his energy. That Maybe that's what it is. And then, out of nowhere, we get the crazy spot. 
We right. get we get the flip off the the ladder. We yeah, get the yeah, dive yeah. through the table. Exactly. Right. Give me an every once in a while, not in all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, dude, you you've been wrestling for a long time, and like props to you, but like no. Because I tell you, I know I know you make fun of the way that he dances when he I comes can't out with that that <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I can't the finger no. But but for me, I do get excited when the music happens. I do get excited with the colors, like the presentation is there and that's but, the, i don't i see i think the vibrant like sleeves that he wears you think and it all the, has the to makeup change. on his face yeah like uh, there's sting sting can pull that shit off but he also comes out in like this black leather jacket and fucking looks amazing okay and then but like sting pulls that off because he's not a fucking as you did <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying, but that's what ruined Sting for me last week on AEW. Is he yeah. came out and he started doing this laughing promo, right? But there's that ominous nature to it. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm disagreeing with you here on that. But if, if we merge both ideas, um, there was rumors that Jeff Hardy was going to bring uh, what people know in TNA as his Willow character, and his Willow character was this version of Sting's Crow, where. It's this ominous darkness okay. to who Jeff Hardy is. Okay. And I guess the, the willow part of it is him being this, you know, alter ego, full on, probably fit perfectly in with Bray Wyatt. You okay. know, like that kind of character. Mm-hmm. If that's what he went for, and again, slow plotting, like you're saying about The Undertaker and all that, where every move is deliberate. Right. It all like, I, I, I agree. Yeah. And that would be great to see. So to our guys, Chris and JD over at Chat Grapple Pops, whichever one you tweeted and asked, uh, that's kind of it. That's that's where we are. The The, the disconnect is the energy. When you have bright colors, when you have high energy, but the body doesn't mesh up with what that style is, Mm -hmm. you know, dial it back. Do darker colors, darker energy, all that slow moving and shit, slow down his pace. Same kind of moves, maybe explode at the right time. Right. We would we enjoy don't need it more. You to explode all the time. Well, like. <laughs> maybe two, three times a week. Dirty. <laughs> God damn. Well, speaking of dirty, you had quoted on uh, Rusev's post. Yes. I'm sorry. I quoted. You did it. Yes. I saw Rusev's post that he showed Lana that pin last night. And I literally thought and my the same question, exact thing. <laughs> my question was, well, who showed who? Yes. Because shout out to Rusev. If he was the one that said, hey, pin her like this. Yeah. And he laid down oh, and yeah, flipped please, his leg over. Please. That totally <laughs> happened. Okay. You, you guys don't practice that move it's, and, and not do anything else after that. Is it called the... The, the what? The Bulgarian butt lick? Is that oh, what it was? <laughs> maybe. I mean, look, we're, if if Rusev ended up where Naya ended up, that's definitely what it's called. Oh, you think it happened that way. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, I think Naya still... I I'm sorry, I think... The opposite way. No, no, no. Either way, dirty. I'm, when I, well, the opposite way is the obvious. If Rusev was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking... Oh, God. That Lana was like, hey, I'm supposed to pin Naya in this manner. Right. And she goes and and demonstrates what Naya is supposed to mm-hmm. do. Rusev, shout out to Miro, but hey, we're on the WWE show, so he's yeah, Rusev. so he's definitely Rusev. I think, I think Rusev was like, okay, I'll be Naya. 
And if you're gonna do that with your wife, you're That's gonna some crazy role play. Hey, you're gonna do that butt naked. <laughs> Get <some>. So, <laughs> if Rusev was Naya, oh then shouts to Lana for being down for the get down, mm-hmm. and shouts to Rusev for not being afraid. Being down with the get down. <laughs> what is it? Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> Shout out to Eric Andre and Two Broke Girls. Yes, absolutely. That's that's how you get a a, a, a six year old to do the silly shit Hell without yeah. knowing what it means. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> but anyway, this Lana Naya match. Yeah, look, this is what I've been saying for I don't know. It feels like fucking eight months, but it at does. least at least the last two three months that when you don't have house shows and you only have three hours and i put that in quotes because a lot of people hate the three hours of raw if you only have a certain amount of time and you have a shit ton of superstars you have to put them on tv so they can get their practice exactly now we don't watch main event we don't watch superstars we just watch raw and smackdown yes and if these guys are getting work on those shows sorry we don't see it but Let yes. us know, though. Maybe we'll tune in. Well, for sure. Well, supposedly Keith Lee was on a main event match. Oh. Look, if you're not going to have a storyline, if you're not pushing towards a title, and you're going to tell me that there's appointment viewing with superstars on main event, yeah, it's worth our time to figure it out, yeah. to, to watch it. Because when we go to, the, to Raw or SmackDown shows and they're filming those beforehand, I get in the building as early as possible. Right. I want to drink as much beer. And sober up to drive home and watch as much wrestling as possible. Mm-hmm. I paid the ticket. I wanted to do it. Right. But I mean, the whole- unless you go to the Delaware, or I mean the Philly Raw, because they don't serve alcohol in there. Yeah, they do. They Do they? Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, We just Bob drink Carpenter? enough, or I just drink enough beforehand. I don't know. Never mind. Bob Carpenter Center. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Delaware House Show doesn't. So we drink beforehand <clears> and <throat> afterwards. But no, the look, the Lana match was, again, for her practice. She needs time wrestling. Yeah. I don't care who she wrestles if she wins, if she loses. That doesn't bother me. I don't care if she goes through a table a hundred times. What she needs to do is be on screen and be in matches. And that's the only way she goes from you can't fucking wrestle to having the ability to actually do it. Right. Now, shout out to to Nia. Nia gets shitted on for being a terrible wrestler, an unsafe wrestler, and I don't disagree. She she does seem a lot to not take care of her opponents. Yeah. This match with Lana, she did a fantastic job. She did. She uh, let Lana know, climb it. all over Absolutely. her. Absolutely. She let Lana with the Hurricane Rana. She um even the flip over to to get into the pin. Everything Lana needed of Nia, Nia gave her. Yeah. In that context, even though it was like a minute and a half, two-minute match, whatever it was, you got to respect the fact that Nye gave it up to her. And that gives us a chance to enjoy a Lana match. Right. Okay. Stop complaining now. Yeah. Like, let's just watch some shit. Right. Shout out to Lana. Whether or not she was on the top or the bottom in the pin with Rusev, either mm-hmm. way, quality tweet by Miro and quality response by me and you. Yes. Just no love from, uh, from Miro on the response back. Yeah, well, he's busy. Doing what? Holding Lana in that position. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get out of that position from Lana. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's a little tied up at the moment. (laughs) Anyway, we'll get out of their bedroom. Uh, That Elias segment. Mm -hmm. So shout out to R-Truth. 
Yes, um, our truth, the the highlight of this segment. All right, so moving on, mm-hmm. we got Mister Sent to the PC himself, Keith Lee, looking more heel like. Yes. Taking on Miz and Morrison. So, question about yes. Mister Keith Lee there. Yes. Um, how did you feel he did during that match? So this is what I liked. He looked he looked his size. Yes. Which is something that he only did once in NXT. Where he, um, I forgot who it was again. I think it was Adam Cole and Finn Balor, I think the match was. Okay. Where he looked his size. And that was the number one contendership to NXT. Um, And the difference in this match is, well, I I really don't know if there was a difference. You know, he, but he looked more his size. It looked like they were leaning him to be more angry. And, which is fine. Because look, my argument about Kenny Omega, which... I'll talk to in the next episode with someone else. Hint, hint. Um, my argument with Kenny Omega is that he over-exaggerates the cartooniness, and I bring him up because Keith Lee does that too, where Keith Lee's going to run the ropes. So he throws his hands up in the air like he's going to sprint off. Mm. You don't need that. Like a Superman. Right. Of. You're 6'4", 350 pounds. You don't need to do that. Right. Be you already am animated enough. Right. Animated. Now, he is special. He is explosive. He is strong. Yes. So if he wants to accentuate his explosiveness, I get that. But doing it every time, I got a problem with. Yeah. And you can tell in this match, it kind of looked like he was he was holding back. Yes. On, on yes. some of like, this is what I want to do, yep. but I'm not going to. Yep. Which is great. He looked very, uh, I don't want to say afraid, but he looked... Cautious. Yes, very cautious at, and didn't want to uh, fully do the moves that, that were done, it seemed like. Like, he just... Was he it that? Ha- or hafted f- them, maybe? I don't know. Was it that or was he overthinking yeah, the maybe. regression? Probably. The yeah. overthinking aspect I'm, of it. Right. I'm supposed it, he, to be stronger, but I'm used to doing it this way. Right. And he kind of seemed a little more comfortable near the end of the match. So maybe it was just that too. Again, my Lana argument. It's time. Yeah, yeah. It's practice. Absolutely. It's yep. experience on TV. Yeah. The So again, even if it is true that he was sent to the PC, it's to work on that. So right. it doesn't look this way. Yeah. It's very simple. Very simple. So yeah, I, that's the, my thoughts. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think we're kind of on the same page there. Where he, he was. I don't want to say he was going for a character change, but he was going for a, a presentation change. Right. And in that presentation, you know, he was trying to look a little bit stronger, and you know, maybe missed. Yeah, just a little. I mean, just a little. Yeah, know, yeah. He's yeah. still got to get used to it. Yeah, he he to has to get used to it. Yeah, yes, that's what I mean. No, I agree. I agree. And I think uh, an, another thing that's. I guess really bothering me is that Miz and Morrison, legit tag team champions, legit tag team and how they work together mm-hmm. are not being used as such for the sake of whatever this Miz storyline is. That could have been done with Otis. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm really sad that they went, they pivoted into this direction because I feel like Otis was. You know what? More Otis was on that on list TV. too. He was on the PC list? Yeah, he was on the list of, of who got Ew. sent down to the PC. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, that's, that. I mean, look, I'm, I I fucking love Keith Lee. I think he has everything that they look for when it when it comes to a wrestler. And if they want him to work on the character 
and then mix in some of those other things, by all means. I mean, look, The Undertaker, for the longest time, would do, you know, the same five moves and just look ominous, and then all of a sudden he started jumping over the top rope. Like, mm. you know, it's all possible. Yeah. They just might want it in due time, which is all fine, too, because like we were talking about before, he's not in a program. Who's not? Keith Lee. Oh. He's not in a program. He's not telling stories. He's not, right. he's, you know, he's not going through this whole... Right, he just popped up. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. what's up, guys? And, and look, we say that, right? But he, he beat Randy Orton. He was in matches with Drew McIntyre. But none of it was telling a story. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I said for the beginning, he's too, right? He just added in. Yeah, if you're going to beat Randy Orton, where's it leading? Where are we going? Right, Tell right, me right. something. You know, make me invested. And they haven't done that. And that's fine. He Yes, he lost to Miz and Morrison. They both had to lay on top of him to pin him. It's not like he looked whack during the entire match. Right. It just was what it was. But this is kind of my point about what Raw was, period, right? You you, you had an okay show with nothing to have you invested into the next step. Yeah. It was just every segment in its own bubble. Right. So, all right. This is, but there are two things that they kind of, you know, put throughout different segments. And one was the women's tag team match, and the other was the Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about TLC because they said Lana's now out of the match. Right. And we got a, a returning Mandy Rose. Yes. And it seems like maybe she'd be the one to take Lana's spot, but they didn't announce it right. by the end of Raw. I so mean, it seems that way. I mean, she came out with a kendo stick and started beating the shit out of Naya, so... Right, and why wouldn't she? And at the end of it, you know, Naya and, and Shayna, they were the ones leaving, and, and uh, uh, Dana Brooke... Uh, Mandy Rose and Oscar were the ones in the ring. So, like, is she just going to choose one of the two? Is it going to be Mandy Rose? Right. You know, and and Mandy Rose looked great. I mean, she looked athletic during it. So, and she didn't take any damage. Is that just an automatic fill in? I, I don't know if I necessarily like that because, you know, well, two reasons. One, you're not doing much with Oscar, and two. If it doesn't seem like the two of them are going to win, I don't know if I want a returning Mandy Rose to take a loss. Right. For the sake of taking a loss, because you're not doing anything with the women's tag titles anyway. Yet, I don't necessarily want Asuka to win the tag titles because you're not doing much with Asuka anyway. Yeah. So, it's it's very confusing. At least if, if Lana was still her partner, now you have Lana as a tag team champion. I mean, that's just... That's just promo hysteria yeah, waiting to happen, you know? <laughs> so, at least it'd be entertaining. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. What mm-hmm. it What was entertaining, though, at least was all the, the Bray Wyatt stuff backstage. You know, yeah. he's walking around and he finds Riddle. And they do the whole rabbit and carrot segment. Now, heel pops and chair shots at HPC Too Sweet. Uh, check them out on YouTube every Thursday. They had tweeted that uh, it's a little odd that Riddle walks around with a carrot in his back pocket. That is, yeah. But I had said to them, <laughs> you think his tights have pockets? <clears throat> No. So where do you think oh, the carrot came from? <laughs> damn. Now, is he a tucker or a shover? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a t- oh, shit. <laughs> where do you think that carrot well, was? Well, he did pull it from behind his back. You know so... what I'm saying? So it could be anything. And he did it without effort, so. Eat. <laughs> <clears throat> Shorty, what that thing do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We have too much fun. Yes. But, no, I, I mean... Look, Bray, bro, Bray, which one is it? He I, said bro, and then he said actually it's I, Bray. Again, I tweeted out during the show, Bray Wyatt just understands how to be a pro wrestler. I love him so much. He is literally like 
the best at everything pro wrestling yeah. asks for. He could be creepy as fuck, but still be like delightful and amazing. <laughs> right. And then when he gets in the ring, it translates to what he's portraying. Yes. You know, the the way he wrestles as the fiend, the way he wrestled as uh Funhouse Bray Wyatt, the way he wrestles as his, you know, um his his fucking uh the hell's that movie Robert De Niro uh Cape Fear, his Cape Fear character. Oh. You know that whole thing. Is that the one where he he does the upside down creepy shit? Yeah, well, he does that all the time. (laughs) Oh, he does. That's kind of. Oh, he still does that. Yeah, he still does that. You got it. You know. Well, I'm doing a podcast with someone who doesn't even watch wrestling. (sighs) Listen. At least Graham watches the the top ten and sees it. First of all, the first episode that we ever did, I was like, I'm so out of the loop. Blah blah blah. So you cannot be surprised by this. No, that's true. Well, he'll do it at TLC, and then you'll go, Oh yeah, he does that. I'll be like, Oh hey, look at that shit. Yeah. Which I'm considering doing a live stream on Twitch of me watching TLC and chatting with everyone. And by everyone, I mean so far That'll two be people. That'll interesting um, since it's it starts from around like 7, right? Yeah, I'll be in the basement watching it. Oh, fun. Yeah, then you got to come downstairs to the basement. All right. I hope we're not going to be like, oh, I hope the kid doesn't, and the dogs and shit. We'll see. I don't know, whatever. We'll see. Either way. Yeah. But the next Bray segment was... Bray and everyone's favorite wrestler, R-Truth. Now, I thought he did a good job of, you know, doing what R-Truth does, but he yes. might have gotten a little bit away from, like, let's make this fun. How did, what do you mean? Well, it was like he was trying too hard to get his lines in, and like you had mentioned, you know, why didn't Huskis talk? Yeah, he didn't. It was very odd. So maybe that's what it was lacking, like the response from Huskis. Yeah, I think so. Okay. But, I mean, calling Bray Huskis' dad and saying that it was a beautiful family. Yeah. I mean, you didn't like it? I mean, it was, you know. Gotcha. Weird. I don't, well, again, if if Huskis talked, like, why right. didn't he talk? Right, I mean, Bray- I'm with you. Because first, at the, I don't know, at first go around, I laughed. And then when we watched it together, I, I kind of saw what you saw. Yeah, I mean, the Bray even came out and like tried to to cover it with, right? You know, telling you about don't don't talk to strangers, but and then again, just dipped and said hide and seek. Yeah, and then our truth kind of kept it going instead of just coming off of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we went yeah, back. We went back to the character instead of going elsewhere. Right. Well, that led. The I guess I, and that's the thing was was Bray then going into the hide and seek for Randy Orton is that what the whole vibe was because then it, it just pans to Bray looking around right so I guess he was looking for Randy and and Bray really can't pass up a good rocking chair I mean he was looking for Randy right that's why he he asked uh, Matt Riddle have you seen Randy Orton right <clears throat> right I mean he didn't ask our truth he didn't he just said hide and seek yeah after you know it was thought of that maybe you know he was huskus's dad it's so weird <laughs> oh my god but but anyway um you know the the rocket chair's there bray wyatt sits down randy orton attacks him and proceeds to uh you know beat the shit out of him and light him on fire your thoughts yeah that was crazy um cool because the box like really did light on fire and then the fiend pops out a little while later. Thousand percent. And keeping the camera on on Randy Orton and the, the scene the whole time. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't make you feel like, you know, they just swapped out the boxes. 
so the fiend can pop out of one that wasn't lit on fire yeah, or lit right. on fire as bad, yeah. For sure. That's interesting how they pulled that off. Now, does that make you want to see the match more? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, to see how it's all going to play out, I mean, for sure. Now, for me, because this is, uh, I say that because I'm unsure. Okay, why? Because I, we're getting this supernatural vibe. From the Fiend. From the Fiend while Randy's bringing the fight to him. Like, they, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt, Funhouse Bray, and Randy had a match last week. Randy goes for the pin. He turns into the Fiend. Okay. This time, again, Randy has the upper hand on Funhouse Bray. Mm -hmm. He turns into the Fiend. Mm -hmm. Since we're getting these in real time changes to the Fiend, yeah. Yeah. Are we going to get a cinematic type match where more of this happens in real time? Or are we just going to get a straight up match between the Fiend and Randy Orton? Right. So I'm confused. Do I want it? Because for me, I don't care who the Fiend faces. If you have some type of match building, I want to see the end result. Mm -hmm. I want to see what that match looks like. But this is something that they're blending what used to be between the Fiend and Randy Orton. Excuse me, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton back when they did the Haunted House of Horrors. Yeah. All that stuff. You know what I mean? So when when they did their WrestleMania match where they projected shit on the ring and all that stuff. When they did all that stuff a couple years ago, they're doing some callbacks to that. So since they're kind of weaving this, but kind of not, right? what are we going to get Yeah. When, when the match happens? I'm more concerned with what the match is going to be about as opposed to what's going to happen in the match. Like, again, AJ and Drew, I want to see what that match is because I have an idea on what that's going to look like. Yeah. But I don't know if this Bray and Randy thing is going to be cinematic, if it's going to be a mix of cinematic and not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I'm a little, con- that's where I feel confused. I'm looking forward to it because I love what Bray Wyatt's doing, but I don't know what I'm looking forward to. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really surprised that after Bray uh, turned Alexa, well, for what it, for what it's worth, because they haven't really done much with her as far as having her being turned, but that he they didn't give him an army that he didn't because I had I we had that conversation I thought that after Alexa was going to Alexa was going to bring Nikki in that Nikki was right. you know going to get turned by Alexa and, and you know be a part of the army but yeah and they even when stopped playing on that I don't understand yeah even when Nikki and Alexa had that match yeah uh, Nikki like hasn't been after. on TV since yeah. right yeah so I mean maybe. I don't see this happening with Randy, but maybe they could play it that way. Well, that's that's know. how they got started the last time. If you remember, they pulled Randy into the Wyatt family. Randy won the Royal Rumble yeah. and pushed it into the title opportunity at Mania. So mm-hmm. I, I can I can see them going back to that kind of relationship, right? And maybe them pulling Randy into the Funhouse and becoming. The Viper character, the way Bray is the feet. I I don't know what that would look like. Could you imagine? I don't know what that would look like, but it might. It might be cool. Randy Orton being chipper as shit in the funhouse. That'd be crazy. (laughs) I I didn't even. (laughs) I was just going for the sinister stuff, but yeah, the silly shit. Yeah. Imagine that. It's basically like dad mode, Randy. You know what I'm saying? Like gross. Imagine dad joke, Randy. 
That'd be hysterical. Oh, my God. I mean, you see it all the time, right? He lets his kids RKO him in the pool and yeah, shit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that was his wife. His wife his did wife that, too? His wife did that shit. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, so he, he is down for the silly shit, but he, I, yeah, I could see that. I, I don't know if that's where we're going. Yeah. But I, I feel you. Maybe, yeah, maybe that Fiend Army thing that, yeah, we, we did kind of discuss. I, I honestly, I, I don't like Alexa inside the Funhouse. I, again, I think the Funhouse should be kept more special than that. Mm-hmm. But I only like Alexa in the Funhouse, again, if we're getting Alexa Fiend. But supposedly she's out filming some shit right now. So I, I don't know what, what all is going to turn into what. So, But, yeah, so I was curious. I was curious on what you thought maybe you, we were going to get out of them at uh, at TLC. Right. Who knows? So, But that's kind of it. I mean, MVP and uh, Riddle had their match. It was, I don't know, like four seconds. And then they did the title-raising ceremony. And and like I said, uh, where was where was Sheamus to help Drew McIntyre when you're setting us up for the last couple of weeks? They're side by side, and then when it comes time for Drew to get some help, Sheamus isn't there. Hmm. I mean, that didn't ruin the segment, you know. At the end of the at the end of the show, I just you know I I don't know. I really enjoy the the Sheamus Drew dynamic because I want them to be tag team champions. Right. And I just found it odd that. Well, I mean, you know, Seamus did lose in the beginning. You know, he they worked his leg, his knee. So maybe I don't know. Maybe he couldn't limp his little his little way out there to help him. Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Also, Keith Lee, right, is supposedly friends with Drew McIntyre, but he's got this different character, and he lost as well. Yeah. So the whole licking their wounds, not really able to come out. I, I can see that. Right. You know. Yeah. I just again, it was odd because AJ Styles had. Ms. Morrison and almost helping him. Yeah, and which is almost, I guess, is just going to be a yes man. It seems like it. Because give me a chair. Give me right. a table. Right. And he was just like, okay. Now, is that going to, I guess that's a question, is that going to happen at TLC? That's, yeah. No, because uh, you, uh, you assume he's going to be around the ring, Yeah, right? he's got to be. I mean, yeah. he's been around for this long. I mean, yeah. or so far. I mean, why wouldn't he be at TLC? Right. But I'm thinking, is it later going to backfire? Well, of course. Of course. It's It'll end up, to. yeah, they, it always does. Honestly, if they want almost to get in a ring, you know, you want a guy like AJ Styles to walk him through it and hopefully get him in the right position to look as good as possible. Mm. So we'll see how it goes. I, I At first, I didn't like it because they didn't explain it to us. But as it grows, you know, it's fine. Yeah. You know, so we'll see how it grows. We'll lay off of TLC predictions until SmackDown. Yes. We'll run through SmackDown uh, recap and do a, a TLC preview show. Okay. Um, we also got a big cookies this weekend. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So... Um, yep, I'm working on uh, a guest host to go over Impact tomorrow. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm I'm really excited for it. Just during the conversation, I was like, man, this is <laughs> this sounds pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But other than that, that's Raw. That's and what we got. We have our Christmas episode that we are working on. Oh, yes, the Christmas movie episode. Yes. Yeah, a lot of things in the works. Yeah. Um, we tested out uh, Google Meet today. Yes. Um, got some fantastic audio. Mm-hmm. Fantastic quality it audio. Worked. And if I can get the, oh, shout out to the Christmas clock. It's ten o'clock, y'all. Dun, 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 boom. 
Yeah, so every hour on the hour, we yes. hear that at different volumes for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's I, got a light sensor on it. Is that what it is? Yeah, so when it's brighter in here, it's louder. It's That's just weird. so it doesn't wake you up in the middle of the night. That's fucking Otherwise, weird. it'd be loud as shit. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, we're gonna we're we're divvying up our Christmas movie list. Yes. We're figuring that out. And our we, top five. Yes. Our top 20 million. Yeah, we'll see. Our we'll must, see. Must watches and our... The format's a little and, undecided at the yeah, moment. Yeah, we're still figuring it out. Yeah. And it's probably going to happen the entire episode that we're just going to be throwing shit at each other. Kind of the way... like Not if, physically. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if Raw didn't have segments, it'd be harder to do this shit, too. Exactly. So. But. All right. Episode of Raw in the books. Outro music's already going. You know what it is. Yeah, and you're supposed to change your thing. It changed everything. Okay. Okay, love you, bye. Love you too, bye. So, with that being said, review if you do, rate if you feel. Follow me at TWTakesPodcast on Instagram and Twitter. Share your terrible wrestling takes via my pinned tweet. Email me, BishopTWTakes at gmail.com. Until next time.